Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of Advanced Platform Committee. Once again, we want to engage with you through this podcast and hope it benefits you. So take a listen to this week's episode and let us know what you think. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for our episode this week. Um, with me, I have Sister Aisha Gambari. Thank you for joining me, sis. How are you? Sis, thanks for having me. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing okay. How are you? Alhamdulillah, we are surviving, Shah. You know, small, small, dear, dear. It's okay. Is this all we can do at this point? Language. You know, we can just manage. Well, <laughs> alhamdulillah. All right, every day for me, for you, the whole ummah, for really just humankind in general. We'll, just, we'll get there, we'll get there eventually. Um, so, so tell us, tell us about yourself. I mean, I already said what your name is, but you know, where are you from? What, where do you, what do you claim? Right? Where did you grow up? Where do you live now? Tell us. Well, I mean. Okay, I'm just going to start with the most basic information, which I guess you already went through. Um, My name is Aisha Gambari. I was born and raised in Nigeria, specifically a Manilorian Manilorian girl through and through. Um, I currently live in Boston, but I've been in the U.S. for, let me see, maybe about, what, eight years now? Yeah, years, yeah. But, you know, in that time, I've moved around a little bit. Um, but yeah, alhamdulillah, I live and work in Boston now, um, and yeah, but I always claim Nigeria because you know that's where I'm that's, from. That's too quick. <laughs> that's that's where we're all from. Yeah. Um. So, of the places you've lived in the U.S., which um, you said you lived in Boston. Where are some other places that you lived, and which have you liked the most out of those places? Oh, uh, well, I've also lived in Nashville. I've lived in um St. Louis, Missouri, as well. Oh, yeah. And I, I've lived on and off in Oklahoma City because, like, my family is okay. there. Okay. So I kind of had to live there. somewhere on and off, but now I understand. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Like, you know, you just live there for a summer and then you go about yeah. your life and then you come back for another summer. Right, yeah. So um, my family is in Oklahoma City, but I don't know. Um, Would you say, like, which one do I, did I, do I like yeah. the best? Yeah, out or, of the three that you listed, you know? or the four, I guess, including Boston, which one do you like the best? Well, honestly, I would have to say um, St. Louis, Missouri. And for me, I don't think it's about the city itself. Like, honestly, I can live in any mm-hmm. city. For me, it's about the people, right? So it's just about the environment, the vibe, people that I have around. Yes. Me, just, you know. A good vibe. A yeah. good vibe. So for me, yeah. <laughs> for me, St. Louis was definitely the vibe. There wasn't as much to do as we have here. But yeah, I definitely had like a, a, a litter, so to speak, like a way better community there than I do now but alhamdulillah yeah. alhamdulillah cool so you've had you've had some you've had some cool adventures in your in your I have alhamdulillah um, so... <laughs> in my short few years of life I have <laughs> alhamdulillah um so what you mentioned that you live and work in Boston so what do you do in Boston what's your nine to five so to speak you know yeah, well, okay. So I work as a research and communications assistant for an organization called the Center for Health, Equity, Education, and Research. Um, so it's a Boston-based organization, and we basically do work around maternal and infant health equity. 
you know, through breastfeeding specifically. Oh, wow. So um, that's incredible. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, I really, I really like my job. It's maternal health is my thing anyway. So it was just like a really good fit for me after grad school. But anyway, yeah. So um, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So um, we currently our work is mostly based in Mississippi, though. Interestingly, even though we're Boston based, because Mississippi has the poorest um maternal child health outcomes in a lot of like using a lot of um what do you call them like outcome measures mm-hmm. right they have like some of the worst just health outcomes in general so we basically work with hospitals there to create breastfeeding supportive um cultures within the hospitals and other organizations that enable mothers to initiate breastfeeding and you know they, it empowers them to kind of understand what it's about and know where to find resources to get help so that they can kind of hopefully continue to breastfeed exclusively up to six months which is you know the general recommendation for most health organizations the WHO um, recommends that you breastfeed exclusively at least for up to six months so yeah we basically just try to do the work around correcting the perceptions around That's breastfeeding true. and educating people about it and just supporting people to do if it correct, so um, yeah, this, is, this week is breastfeeding it. awareness week i feel like i said something about yes that. it's wellness breastfeeding week wellness breastfeeding um, okay so see okay so what the, what is yeah. what are some things y'all do specific i know you guys do this work year round um but do y'all see like an uptick in the work this time of like this time of the year or um what is there something y'all do specifically during this awareness week that y'all wouldn't necessarily do throughout the year? Um, are any of the efforts a little different or do y'all just get highlighted more? Um, just in your experience, what, it, what have you seen? Yeah, I think it, I would say it's more about just being highlighted more. It's just like putting the spotlight on breastfeeding. I wouldn't say that, you know, our work necessarily changes. Like maybe, you know, sometimes we have events that are specific to this week oh you know like it's full of breastfeeding week we should do this we should do that and we share resources and share information and education but I don't know that there's anything special that's done that isn't done year round it's just oh it's our week yeah yeah you know a lot of noise about it kind of thing but yeah alhamdulillah it's been it's been really good I usually I like this time of the year anyway because even I keep I keep finding out new information about breastfeeding every day and just maternal health. So that's fun for me. Um, yeah. But I guess, like, I just wanted to talk about my role in all of this. It's just, you know, like, this is just a big picture of the work that's been done. But my teeny role in all of it is I manage the health communication, you know, for my organization in terms of newsletters, social media, website management. And I also support, like, evaluative research. So, you know, we just try to kind of see the impact that our work is having, you know, what are the areas of improvement, what can we do better, how can we better support mothers and the community partners that work with them. That's yeah, incredible. so that's just... That, that's it. That's incredible. Um, I, I love what you said. <laughs> My teeny role in all of this, okay, like I know we're supposed to be modest as Muslims, but we're also supposed to toot our own horn when we're doing something good, right? Like, it's... And yeah, no, there's there are no small roles, right? Every every bit, every um, every contribution counts, especially when you're talking about um, health and wellness of a people. Um, especially um, when we when we and you know, as Black women, we know that um, what the statistics are for our health and our wellness, especially when it comes to um, you know uh, 
infant mortality rates, maternal mortality rates, and also um, initiation of breastfeeding and then like continuing breastfeeding, right? So we know what these like statistics are. And as, you know, as one evaluator, one researcher to another, we understand what the dynamics of the impact of these statistics are on actual people, right? There are people behind these numbers. And so when you, when you said your teeny role in all this, I was like, the numbers are where you get people moving, right? Because they see the numbers. And if yeah. you, once you connect the fact that these numbers are people behind these numbers, that's where the action begins, right? Like, how do we reduce these numbers? How do we re- reduce these barriers? How do we increase awareness? And so, you know, one week out of the year is not enough. And so we need organizations like that that do the work year round to be spotlighted at least once. So people can at least think about it once a year and say, hey, you know, we talked about it last year, but what have yeah. I done differently in the last year to impact and to make this um to like make us to not have an awareness day about this anymore, right? So where we can say, okay, we now breastfeeding is something that has no stigma attached. No, no, there's no politicizing of it where people say, you can't do it in public. You got to do it in private. Like there's none of that, right? It's just now something that people expect because it's healthy and it's good for mommy and baby at the same time. And so, right, it's just a natural thing. And it's no longer a polarizing issue, right? Um, so there's no there's yeah. no such thing as a little part in it, sis. Let's not. Don't a drops of water, okay. <laughs> you know. Should we make the ocean? The I one guess one, yeah. one one drop <laughs> is all it needs. Sometimes you just need that extra. Drop. Right. Yeah, right. Alhamdulillah, okay. I'm just glad to be able to contribute in some way. Um, yeah, and just like you know, a little plug. Um, I feel like I've been really excited this week because just yesterday. Um, they shared this news about how the CDC um, released some data. And basically, Mississippi has had a huge jump in terms of their breastfeeding rates. And I was just like, okay. Tiny drops. Tiny drops. <laughs> Tiny drops. There you go. And you know, the work you do day in, day out, and you know, it might take, and you know this, right. And any kind of social services work it takes, it might take five to 10 years before you see any change. When you see that needle move, it's, that's when you're like, we're throwing a party. You guys are taking the week off. Just kidding. We can't take a week off because we got to keep doing the work, but you know, like you're really excited about it um, because you know the, the yeah. amount of work that you put into it. And moreover, you know the benefit that comes out of these changes, right? Because you know behind those numbers, again, like you said, are people, right? It's it's a person behind that. Sure. So alhamdulillah. That's so cool. I'm going to have to look up that report now. I'm As a data nerd, I have to look. I just got to <laughs> take in all the information. Um, so Yeah, sure. Hit me up oh, yeah. later. I'll send oh, you yeah. something. I'll, I'll hit you up. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to, in fact, I want, I want to see a link in my inbox before the end of the week. It's just, I'm just, putting but that's amazing work. Um, so you, you talked about your nine to five. Um, do you have any side hustles? Do you have any other things that you do besides just your regular work? Sissy. <laughs> I, I don't have any side hustles yeah. yet. And here's why. <laughs> I feel like I have so many varied interests. It's just like, I have so many mm-hmm. things that I'm interested in and I just haven't been able to pick a hustle yet so mm-hmm. to speak it's like I haven't been able to figure out where I want to put my energy but yeah I think also right now my nine to five takes a lot of time but like if I do I'm just trying to figure out where I need to be like what I want to monetize so to speak in terms of side hustle I don't know yet but you know, I'm asking Allah for guidance. Hopefully, I, I figure it out soon. Hopefully, my side hustle finds me. That would be the perfect. <laughs> find me. 
side hustle. If you're out there, yeah. come find me. I stay at XYZ Place. Come hit me up. Slide me, me slide into my DMs, whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Like he's and and it is it is hard to find a side hustle, especially because I don't know. I feel am I I feel like you know, until you said that, I felt like I was one of the only people who didn't have a side hustle because I was like, I work my like my eight to five and then I like do school. Like that's it. I don't have a side hustle. I don't really have a desire to have a side hustle. Like I like having time to like relax and read books and you know, be part of organizations, but nothing that I've like monetized. But um but but then you have people who are like, Oh, I I have five different hustles going and they're all lucrative. And I'm like, oh, like I want to be like you sometimes. And that's okay. Yeah, that's like I feel like a lot of times like Yeah, and you know, like we can talk about the role of capitalism and all of that too. But I feel like these days it's all the rage to have a side yeah. hustle. The way if you say, Oh, you know, I just have a nice five people are kinda of like Yeah oh, how would you do that? You know, there's all this like it's really the rage for you. Work for yourself, make your own money, and that's great. Like Alhamdulillah, but like you know, some of us have to have nine to five, and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and I, I do agree with yeah. you. I think it's important to have. Yeah, time. and that's time is precious. Time is money. Let's stop playing. <laughs> yeah, so just have that time to kind of kick back and relax, and I think that's okay too. We shouldn't feel guilty for spending our time doing non-monetary yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Because again, when you until you said that, you're like, I don't really have a side hustle. I was like, oh, good, because me neither. I don't really have one. Like, I like my, I like my job, <laughs> yeah. and I like that I get to clock out, and I like that somebody else is in charge of all the finances and does all the other things, and I just they cut me a check. You know, like I like that, and I like my coworker, so it's not like a need for me to. But I mean, a side hustle would be cool, but once I like, you know, find something, I'm not in a rush to find a side hustle, like he said. Like once it finds me, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah. That's, like, just find me because you know, like, if I'm gonna do a side hustle for me, it would have to be about more than the money, right? The money is important, but like, I would, it would be nice if I could monetize something that I'm passionate about and I enjoy. And I agree with you, I do enjoy my job right yeah. now too. So it's nice to be able to just say, okay, it's five o'clock. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Yeah. Um, don't text, text me. me. Don't, don't call me. My way. You should see my vacation. When I leave for vacation, I tell my coworkers, my coworkers, I'm like, my whole team, I'm like, you guys, I'm on vacation. You'll text me, email me, or call me, and I'll see it, and I will ignore it. I will leave you on red. Don't, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> or I no longer yeah. have a phone. <laughs> Mind you, the whole time I'm sitting here on my couch watching Netflix, but look, that's my time. Right? Don't Friendly. hit me up. Thing. Exactly. Don't ask me where that piece of paper exactly. was. Don't ask me for that document. Don't ask me to send in anything. No. You say, no, I'm out out of office yeah. um you know that's fair that's fair yeah. so you mentioned um, you mentioned that you're um when you're when you think about your side hustle you th- you talk about you know asking um Allah for guidance right um and you know as Muslims yeah. we find that faith is a pinnacle and, and a lot of people have faith or some sort of sp- they call it spirituality some people do um but as Muslims we we all have faith um and our levels of faith differ right so what what does faith to you huh well honestly this is a this is a question that I feel like this is one question to where like you never really have one answer right like you have you keep trying to figure it out and like it's a lifelong journey yeah (laughs) and you keep trying exactly you keep trying to figure it out 
and I don't think that like there's any way to like have one specific answer because like faith is a lot of many like it's many different things but I would say for me like just generally if I had to say a few things like faith first of all means trust in Allah right I just like that absolute complete submission to the will mm-hmm. of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even when things seem to make absolutely like when things make None. no sense at all yeah like right <laughs> it's just like Example you know when I think about faith I think about I think about Abraham mm-hmm. I think about Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam like you know like you have a dream and it's like God gave you this child and God's like oh you know so now you just kind of have to go take this child and sort of the child it's like you know, like you're thinking about it logically, but people, you know, and it, it, it's like, okay, that makes no sense mm-hmm. from a logical yeah. perspective. But like, he's just like, you know, he knew, he had that tawakal that no matter what happens, like, Allah would never do anything to harm me. Like, Allah loves me more than I love mm. myself. And whatever is, he does or commands is in my best yes. interest and for my best because you know Allah is free of need so that's like that's what that's what it is it's just having that connection to where you're just completely completely submit submit submitted to the will and of that Allah takes a while. no matter what even when you can't understand what it's about and that takes a while yeah. because um and I know that um and faith manifests and you know faith is you know that complete like, like you said that complete submission um and you and you see manifestations of it in different aspects of your life and I think that that's what you were kind of speaking to when you said it's not really one answer right so so I'm gonna rephrase how how do how does faith and um that submission how how does that show up in your life sometimes like where are some places where you catch yourself um really leaning into faith um or sometimes even struggling if you feel like sharing that with us oh yeah absolutely Hmm. so for me I really Okay, so I'm a very um, human rights, social justice kind of person, yes. right? So, like, I'm the person, I feel, I feel the pains of mm. the world. I feel them deeply. And um, sometimes it's just like I was, you know, sometimes I'm just listening. You're looking at the news. Basically, you're looking at anything. Mm-hmm. You're looking at some social media. You're going through your news feed. It's just full of bad news. Oh, yes. You know, some days it seems like the world is just, it seems like there's nothing good left in this entire universe sometimes. And, you know, I feel like uh, on those days, there are days where I really struggle, where it's just like I feel so, like, overwhelmed by all of the bad mm. and all of the struggles and all of the pain that's in the world. that I, I just feel exhausted. And, you know, it's in those moments where then, you know, I have to kind of give myself a break and think about how, like, you know, basically we plan Allah plans and Allah is the best yes. planners and even though the world is the way that it is right now like you know you think about Ayatul Kursi mm-hmm. literally the world and everything the entire universe is beneath the footstool of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like he never loses sight of anything he's aware of everything so you think about the um I guess the Hugo Muslims that are going through all of these like basically um, going through all of the torture and all of the struggles mm-hmm. right now. And, you know, sometimes it can be very, it can be a struggle. Like Shaitan comes to us and is like, you know, like why is Allah letting all of these people like go through? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if God were like man, you know, that, you know, would have sent some sizable thunder right. to certain regions of the world, you know, targeted thunder, so to speak. But Allah is patient and like our timelines and God's timeline 
are, are very different. So sometimes I have to just pull myself back and realize that I'm, I'm just kind of make myself remind mm. myself basically that Allah never loses sight of any of us. He doesn't lose sight of the ants or I guess I don't know what the tiniest organism mm. is. Tiniest, we can just say the tiniest organism of the tiniest organism. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> if Allah doesn't lose sight of that, like Allah wouldn't lose sight of us, you know. And Shaitan makes it seem like there's a lot of there's a lot more bad in the world. And a lot of times it's really lately it seems like that. Especially with social yes. media where when something happens, it's like it's all over the place. Right. We yeah. just have to remind ourselves that there's still a substantial amount of good in the world. And like what role are you going to play in that? Like, that's a question to ask. How are you going to be a force yes. for good and be a reflection of yes. good and be, you know, uh, basically let Allah yes. use you or like be a vessel a tool yes. of good in the universe? Exactly, like mm. a vessel for good. Like, how are you going to extend that good yes. to others and be the the thing that they look at in a way and say, oh, okay, so there's still some good mm. in the world, you know? Mm. There's a kind face, someone's talking to, you know, just do what you can and put a little bit of that good energy into the world so yeah yeah and and you know you said you you spoke exactly to it that sometimes it seems like um when we see things happening in the world and we're like this injustice how can we and you know um we as mere mortals we cannot we cannot even begin to mm-hmm. slightly fathom a portion or a um like a, any piece of right of the the vastness um of of the you know just the vastness of um what Allah can do um he's of all the things right and we think like in our in our very limited scope we see there's suffering we end the suffering there is you know hardship we end the and it's like you know the world to us sometimes it seems very black and white and we don't understand that there are a lot of the stuff is above us it's way above us right like these are things that we cannot control we cannot do anything about and so and then you if you you know it was as a person of faith you turn inward and say okay what can i do something about what can i be grateful for right and what can i do with that gratitude to can to then propel goodness into the world and that's a charge to all not just muslims but just as human people right you believe in goodness and you believe in you know love and and faithfulness and being you know good people leaving the world better than you found it so how how are you doing that right um because Sometimes it feels like there's a lot of stuff just being dumped on the world, right? Um, an example would be I mean, Beirut, right? Um, that that was heart wrenching. I mean, just watching the video of the way of, of it's just I mean, it was sh- I was shaking when I watched the video of the explosion, and yeah. I thought to myself, oh my, and and oh, literally, I was sh- and I was sitting there and I was like sh- like shivering and I was just like, I was like, yeah, Allah, right, like. I mean, th- there are some things you see, and you are you are frozen stiff, um, so much so that you yeah. start you start shaking because you're actually like you're catching chills from this, and then you have to stop yourself and think, okay, you know what? As a mere mortal, right? As a mere servant of Allah, I cannot I cannot begin to fathom um, what is isn't and what and why things happen the way they do. What I can do as an individual is to put more good into the world than I take out of it, right? So as much as you benefit, yeah. it's 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 up to the it's up to you to also put to be a benefit to others, right? Benefit others, yeah. And it and it's yeah. just um, I mean there there there's just so many examples. I mean from week to week, and you know now 
Yeah, and that's yes. just part of our role, right? Like that's part of our. You know, there's a reason that we have intellect yes. and free will and mm. the trees do not. Like, it's of our role as, like, basically Khalifa, like, as inheritors of the earth. Like, Allah put us here for a reason. You know, we have free will, we have intellect, we can reason, we can kind of discern between good and bad. And we can choose good, you know, like, for instance, the example that you were using about what happened in Lebanon, like, Allah, mm-hmm. Allah no one really knows what like how that came to be exactly but like what we do know so far is that it was an explosion like a chemical explosion for some nitrate stuff that was stored Mm. where it shouldn't have been stored to us to choose also you know to choose good and to say okay god has given me this ability to discern between what is good and what is right Mm. and what is wrong and i'm gonna make the conscious effort to try to do the right thing even when it doesn't directly favor me like if, if it's harder if it doesn't seem to directly favor me immediately like you know so it's just it's all of these things we're all responsible yeah. in one way or the other there's a lot of corruption oh, in the world girl yes but we all have a role to play that, that corruption yeah you can yeah. still be a force for good even when there are mm-hmm. things around you that are mm-hmm. not and very uh very blatantly so um so you, you spoke about choice, um, about, you know, choosing to do the right thing, choosing to make good choices, even if they're harder. Um, so as, as you know, as 20-something-year-old Muslims, um, you know, there is, a, there is a point that we as Muslims, um, you, know, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, we're born Muslims, right? Our parents raised us as Muslims. But there is a point where we actively choose um, to be Muslim, right? And to choose um, to, to practice and worship and to seek knowledge um in islam right um so what when did when did you act when did you choose that identity as a as opposed to it being like something that you that was ascribed to you by your parents when when was the i mean and it's going to be hard to say you know december 31st like there's it's not going to be like that but like born again time right like I want you to tell me the date the time the weather was what you were wearing no um what 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 was the hijab were you wearing hijab even you know like what what point did you choose to be Muslim did you actively choose and say you know what this is it like I've I done seen something but this right here like this is it for me Yeah, so subhanAllah, like you said, you know, I was, I'm one of the lucky people who were born and raised Allah. Muslim, alhamdulillah. But you know, like, you know, we grow up and we never really understand why. It's like you pray because your parents said so, you know, you fast because mm-hmm. that's what you do in your home. Like everybody doing Ramadan. Like you don't really understand the essence of why you do anything. So for me, the turning point and like I got to the point where I chose Islam when I started to mm. learn about it for myself. Like when I started to understand it, when I started to speak out that information, when I started to have like have my questions answered. So when I first moved to the US, I had a few years where I was kind of just like in limbo. Mm. You know, it's like I wasn't I still prayed, I just wasn't regular yeah. with it. Like I still prayed once in a while. I just wasn't regular. And of course I wasn't wearing that job at the time. Like, you know, I just wasn't because I had so many questions about Islam, about my faith, about my place and all of it, about our purpose, about the world. And I just didn't even know where to begin to seek right. the answers. So I didn't try very hard. That's just the truth, you know. I was just like, okay, you know, this is my life now. I'm just going to figure it out later. 
But it got to a point where I'm like, you know, I started to kind of seek the answers to those questions and things started to become clearer. So I guess like when I first started to learn, when I started to learn and understand Islam for myself, I fell in love with the beauty and the completeness of it. I just love that Islam caters to every aspect of your life. It's like nothing is left. Alhamdulillah, yeah. For me, that's so beautiful. It's like to have, to know that God cares about you so much. Even look at the, the scale, like the majesty of God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala compared to us. Like compared to me, a tiny speck in the ti- like of a tiny speck of the universe in the corner of the universe, right? Yet he has like planned and laid out instructions for every aspect of my life. Mm. I just thought that was really beautiful. Woo! And Islam makes complete sense to me. So it was at that point I'm like, you know what? This is how I want to be. And I just I find peace in that. Yes. Like literally. Yeah. I find peace in mission and knowing Finding that Allah peace has control in over my life. Yes. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yes. Oh, that's that. I, that's just so beautiful. I'm like, I'm like basking in the rays of that amazing, like description of your journey to, journey to like finding your peace in Islam. Right. Uh, first of all, write a book. I'll I'll buy it, yes, the first one. Yes. Um. Oh. <laughs> finding peace oh, in Islam. Write a book. Yeah. Perhaps that could be my cycle. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it used to be a record. <laughs> You better, you better stop playing. Right. <laughs> I will send. I will be expecting a manuscript in it this time in the year. We're all stranded at home. Write a book, everyone. <laughs> but no. But seriously, right. like that's um incredible. And I think all of us, to some extent, um, especially in this day and age of uh hyper information, is what I call it, where there's so much information but also misinformation out there. Um, it it, it has for you know. People, I don't know, maybe even a hundred years ago, you're a Muslim because your parents are Muslim. You practice the way your parents taught you and then you pass it on to your kids. Um, but now it's like people are being challenged um, in a different way because, well, I saw it on this place that this is what Muslims believe. And if you as a Muslim don't know what Islam is about, you, they put you in blast a little bit and you're just like, oh my God, like, I don't even know what I'm believing. Right. And so, you you know, you, it, right. it becomes a, it, it behooves you as a Muslim um, to learn about what you've made a commitment to right because there's no force and there's no force yeah. in the scene right you you know everyone has oh, a yeah, choice definitely. you have we have free will no yeah there's no compulsion um you have a right to do to you have free will right so you have a right to do whatever you want as long as you're ready for the consequences but you also have you know the, like you said there is no aspect of life or any of this existence that has not been documented and given a guideline right we have yeah. we have the best of all guides yeah. right Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He, you know, we got we got the book, and we got the guidance and the guide, right? Um, you know, we got the Quran, yeah. and we got Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam to show to show us how to live and be in the embodiment of these principles in the Quran, right? Um, and so exactly. when you when you have this wealth of information to go pull from, it behooves us to like, okay, now that I've you know I've gone to school, I got my bachelor's, I got my master's, I got my whatevers. You need to also be yeah. building your Islamic knowledge because this is the way you're going to live your life. You're not going to live your life. You're not going to live your life to your, you know, your statistics class. Your, I mean, you might, you might, like your nine to five, your eight to five might. But at the end of the day, nah. your five prayers are not going to be learned inside a classroom like that. You know, like the things that, you know, the way you, you know, paying your sadaqa, going to hajj, all these things that you are, you know, that are part of your, like your Islam, right? Um are things you need to yeah. learn about just like you would learn how to do your taxes or b- learn how to find a good accountant to do it or learn how to cook food learn how to mow your lawn learn how to 
you know, braid hair, learn how to cut hair because ain't no, ain't no barbershops open. Um, so <laughs> like you got to figure out how to do all these things in your life to live your life. This is a, this is a, something that's woven into your fabric um, and that you actively, yeah. you, you actively get to weave it into your fabric, right? Because like I said, there's no, like, you know, it's, we are told there's no compulsion here. So when you choose this, this is what you're choosing. So here's all the information you need to make the choice to choose Islam. And this is how you do that, right? And, um, and I think everyone struggles uh, with faith a little because, you know, we're, we're only human, right? We're not perfect. Yeah, <laughs> there are some days yeah, where you're like, yeah. ooh, yeah. Like, there's some days where you're, it's part of it. Right? It's you part of it. I feel like if you don't struggle with, yeah, yeah, I feel like if you don't struggle with your faith, like, in a way, that's not even healthy. It, it's because a, that means you've gone to a place where you're complacent and you've yeah. made it now. Yes. Like, you're like set. You're like, okay, I'm good. Like, I know everything. And anyone who knows anything, yeah, knows yeah, I know everything. You can't possibly know everything, right? There's, there's a challenge. There's a continuance um, of going from, you know, always learning, always, always being a part of, you know, growing yourself to be the best version of yourself. Um, and I think that when we, when we stop um, struggling to for growth, we we just stop growing. Um, That's right think with especially with islam like we we need to i think when people start seeing it as um as a way of life rather than just a religion um yes i think that's a very that's a big it's a defining point right there it's like it's it's more than just being obligated yes right it's it's really it's literally a template for how you go about your love it a template I mean, smiling at exactly. your neighbor. And honestly, yeah. smiling at your neighbor. Like, they can cook. Like, right. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. it, it can just every aspect every. of life. And really, we cannot afford to, we have no excuse to be ignorant in this day and age. I feel like it's also important to know where to go for information. Yeah. And something like the, a tip that someone gave me once upon a time that I found very useful was they told me, you know, like, there's a lot of misinformation out there, too. But it's like, if you hear something that the Prophet mm-hmm. has said something, and it's not consistent with his mm. character, or what, what we know of him, or what maybe Allah has said in the Quran. Like, first of all, the Prophet would never say anything that contradicts right. the Quran. So if you've heard, oh, this is something, but, like, it contradicts the Quran, or if you've heard that the prophet has said something, for instance, I'm going to use the, the, the famous example of something that I heard one time, where it's like, there are people who truly believe believe that if you're praying and someone walks past you, like just kind of in front of you, if you like the first time you can kind of warn them. And then it gets to a point where like, you have the right to kill um. them. <laughs> and that's legit. No, that's information that is out what? of the world. And that's like the biggest, but this is, we also have authentic hadith. We have to remember of a time where someone came and peed in the masjid and the prophet, like they wanted to attack him. And the prophet was like, no, no, no. Just let him finish what he's doing. And then the like, water. This was the character mm-hmm. of our prophet, Rasulullah So if you're hearing that first thing about basically killing somebody because like they crushed you in salah mm-hmm. like you know automatically that's a red flag that doesn't add that's up that's like, that, that, that can't be right it doesn't add up no <laughs> it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it can't be right you know so subhanallah that's just for me that's just one of the ways that i screen information and it's not a perfect system because like i'm not a scholar right 
by any means. Like I'm, in fact, like I'm not. I, yeah, I don't consider myself Islamically, like very Islamically literate. But I'm an aspiring. I'm a striving Muslim. We're all students. We're all learning. That's it. Yeah, we're all like striving. I'm I'm a striving Muslim, mm -hmm. and I guess like that's one thing that I use to kind of view through information out in the world. Because if you're not an expert, like it's easy for you for people to sound mm -hmm. smart and convince you of something that's not true. So we have to all be really careful, but we also have to take active steps to be educated about yeah. Because if you're not, people are going to educate you in the mm -hmm. wrong way about something that's your a gift that Allah has given you. And I feel like that's just not, it's not adequate. Like we can't afford to let that happen. No, no, no. We we have to be better. We have to use this gift of intellect that comes number six. Use it. Exactly. Use it, use it, use it. Use and like you said, um, there's a lot of um, there. There's a lot of misinformation. You hear things, but it's important, to, like you said, fact check because it's not. There's not. There's no. There's no yeah. secrecy. Or there's no like you know like oh only certain people will know this. No, like if if you there there all the things you need to know to be a good Muslim, um, you can find the information to in the Quran and the Sunnah. Um, that's yeah. that's. And all the other things that are, you know, that are gray area or doubtful or like, there's no like clear, like there's different schools of thought on like those things you know, there. Yeah. They may be a little more in depth information, but they should not affect your, you know, your five and your five um, pillars and your six articles of faith. Like they these are the things you know, that you need yeah. to, you know, live these principles and these guidelines of your life. Um, and the other things that are extra information that some some people have referred to as extra information is information you should know. But I also believe that saying you don't, when someone asks you a question, you say, you know, I actually don't know that is one of the smartest things a person yeah. can do. Like when some people ask me sometimes, Absolutely. I'm like, you know, I've never heard that before, but I'll look into it and get back to you. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm like, you know what I'm like, I can't know everything. Like I'm like, I've only been doing, I've only actively chosen this and started doing my own work on it for, um, you know, a small while now compared to how long I've been Muslim, right? Life. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so just owning up and saying, you know, I actually don't know, because it's one thing to say you don't know, and then make, and then the person knows, okay, they don't know, so they'll do the work, I got to do my own work, yeah. giving the work, them wrong yeah. information, and then now being on the hook for them. Yeah. Um, and then also swaying someone else from a path, which, which is not something you want to do, because that's really, like, that's an egregious crime, even if it's not intentional, just knowing this is what, this is what I've heard, this is what I know. But I don't know, you know, like that's what I know. So you should do your own research, you know, even putting that disclaimer in there. It would be kind of, you know, you would be responsible if you're lying about, like, if you don't know yes. something in your no, no, I don't know. Like I don't know. <laughs> so it's not that hard. It's not just, you know, kind of pull away from that. Don't don't be out here, you know, just passing out, yeah, out misinformation. And then on the day of judgment, you're like, well, I thought, no, that's not, mm -mm. you got to do the right thing by people and by yourself easily. Absolutely. Um, See, so we're probably going to end up having to put all of this out, but I'm just going to add to that, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe, I don't know. It's up to you. But anyway, I was just going to add that, um, you know, it's really, it's really interesting too. Like a lot of people who misinform don't even know that they themselves, like they don't know that they're misinformed, mm -hmm. right? So exactly. So you see people who, and I feel like that's one of the issues that we have in Islam today, is that so many people are very, they have this conviction 
that they're on, they're the only ones that are on the right that are, are rightly guided and upon the mm. straight path, right? And the, the the sad thing is that even in that conviction that they have, there's a lot of misguidance. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, like because I feel like if you're a Muslim and you're judging other Muslims to the point where you're like, oh, you're basically apportioning hell to people now, and you're like, oh, you, hmm, you did that. You're you're a person of hell. Oh, you, oh my gosh, you listen to yeah. this. <laughs> Rain oh, you, you this. Oh, Hellcat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like if you're apportioning Constant hell, judgment. that's not. Mm-hmm. That I feel like as a that's the basic thing we should know as a Muslim. Like Allah said that He hasn't given us any of us the responsibility to like that's that's God's job. It's the job of the Lord of the Day of Judgment, the owner of the mm-hmm. Day of Judgment. Like that's His thing. There's a reason we have a Day and, of Judgment, you know. Abi, <laughs> there's a Day of Judgment. So yeah, I just think that's really sad. That's something we have to deal with. Yes, no. Let me Allah guide us. Have mercy. I mean to keep us upon the path that's it it's like um my it's this is my favorite thing that my mom says alone my so i knew like i'm like i'm you because really honestly like when we we get and you know there's nothing hits like a prayer in your native language let me tell you because there's if you don't speak your body i might be new sorry um really just may may allah not um stray us in the path really is what what i'm saying but um, right. you know, that the right. people are, you know, people are, it's, it's easy for, it's for us who are alhamdulillah guided and, and know that, know that we don't know, right. We at least know that we are not, we don't, knowing that you don't know is a blessing because then you don't feel the burden of having to, or, you know, the responsibility of having to educate. And then some people take education to a different level where they feel now their education gives them the ability to now condemn others. Um, so they're focusing right. on everyone else's Islam and they have not even paid attention to theirs, right? Um, and so exactly. just if right. we, if you, your responsibility as a Muslim is to mind your mind yourself and mind your flock and to not inflict harm upon the world, but right. only good. So if in, if in an instant or any, if in, if any given scenario, what you're going to do is going to cause more harm than good, um, then you need to reassess before Don't. you engage, right? Yeah. Or, first right. of all, if it's going to cause more harm than good, just yeah. don't, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> just let yeah. it go. And, you know, you, you just you have to ask a lot for guidance in everything that you do because it's really easy to get caught up. It's so easy to get caught up in something, thinking, yeah. like you said, they have that conviction of you know, you know, now that I've you know I've learned everything, I know all what you can't learn everything. I know, yeah. I know all there is. Scholars spent eighty right. years of their life devoted to the study and then and knowing everything about and they still don't know they don't know everything, everything right? right they left everything they learned and documented for the next generation to carry on their work because they can't you can't possibly know every single thing is one individual that's a quality of Allah it's just like, you don't need to know everything yeah. you can't know everything there's no, the, the things you don't know you don't need to know there's a difference between seeking knowledge to be a better Muslim and seeking knowledge to now be smacking people over the head with it and now left and right as if somebody ordained you to do that excuse me please have a seat and just worry about your own islam iman and ihsan right that's that's your work right working yourself up that ladder um from and i think there was also beauty in just i feel like we need to normalize i'm gonna say this word i feel like i've heard this word so many times this year i really don't even want to 
hear it or use it anymore. But yeah, I'm just going to say we need to normalize coming back and saying, oh, I'm sorry, I misinformed you before, you know? Like, a lot of times people say things and, you know, you find out that, oh, like, what I said was incorrect. But I feel like a lot of us, like, the, the human way would be to just let it slip. It's like, oh, that's gone. It's yeah, gone it's a pride thing. But you don't know yeah. who's, yeah, you don't know who's saying that information. and That's a, now their own truth, yeah. right? Like, what you've said or what you've shared is now their own truth. That misinformation that you put out there in the world is now the truth that this person is carrying around constantly. So I feel like, you know, the thing is, if you're going to take on the responsibility of sharing information with people, you should also be prepared to retract that information if necessary. Like, there is no big deal. There's nothing wrong. Like, once you understand that you cannot know everything, like, it should be very normal and very acceptable and very, you should be able to allow yourself to come back. You should be able to, yes, humble yourself and not come back and say, oh, you know, I messed up that last time. I thought I had it right, but I didn't. And here is the right information that I found now. And that's okay too. Yeah. Like no one is an island, like an ocean of knowledge. Yes. You know, they're not. You can't yeah. know everything. And once you realize that, and you realize that sometimes you you mess up, and you got to just say, you know what, my bad. I actually that was not right. What I told you before, I don't know what is right, but I know that's wrong. Or if you found better information, you you have ver- verified this information. Then you share it with them. Yeah, right, going back right. and saying, hey, I misinformed you before. As just as like just like you take on the responsibility of informing, you have to also take on the responsibility of correcting your mistakes when you make them. Absolutely. Very yeah. well said, sis. Very well said. Um, so, <laughs> so um, you you have this. First of all, you're um, you're one of my favorite people. I got it. I think I don't think I've mentioned. But no, I've only known you for a little less than a year. Um, we met last year in Boston at AGM, um, yeah. ACNMO's um, general meeting. Annual and, yeah. you know, we met in your hometown, in your, well, hometown, your current town of Boston, right? And, okay. and then, you right. know, platform, which I'm so, I'm just so distraught, you know, that we don't, I'm really upset, yeah. like, I don't I mean I don't get to see my friends this year right and I mean there's so many like there's so many and you know there's gonna be a virtual platform um and inshallah that will be great as well uh, but we will all miss that like connectedness we feel being in the same space yeah being in the same space yeah I'm like yeah. okay well no 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 sports outings no group three and four outings none of the none of the stuff like but you know um and I'm, I'm, I'm really bummed about it, but I, you know, and I've known you for a little less than a year, but I just feel like in that year, like in that, you know, how many ever, like we really vibed and you're just, you're genuinely one of the funniest people I know. And, um, oh, gosh, okay. and, <laughs> and it's like, sometimes I'll see the stuff you post and I'm just kind of like, it's one, either a, I'm like, I feel attacked because you just read my mind. Are you watching my life? Or like the third thing, I'm always like, what is this new thing that you're talking? Like, what are you talking about, sis? Explain this to me. School me on this, right? And so there are a lot of things that um, when I see you post, I'm just like, she's hilarious. And then some things I'm like, I have no idea what she's talking about, but I just know it's good. So let me ask her about it. Or some things, you know, um, I'll see you post about. And it's something that I also like, that it tugs at, you know, like your heartstrings. I'm like, you know, as black Muslim women, as Nigerian Muslim women um, in America, our struggles are very different, right? Um, yeah. than if we lived in any other part of the world. And so 
some of the things that, you know, resonate and like pull at your heartstrings will also pull at mine because we um we have these com we have these things in common even though we have different experiences but there are some things that like we can both look at something and say oh, like subhanallah like right and there's something that we can both forgotten yeah. because we also have experience yeah. and, it, and it's just there's some things that we just kind of like you know we we click on and so um one thing that I this is my new favorite thing that I saw you like I just it, it's my favorite thing and I <laughs> and I don't I don't even know where I don't I want to know the backstory of this of this word this phrase this yeah. lifestyle henergy am I pronouncing that properly No I mean not really it's henna Henna no, sorry henna yeah. hen. Thank you I'm saying it wrong the time now I know henergy okay Oh yeah, you have to make it as Yoruba exactly. as possible. That, 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 <laughs> that hitch factor was not, it wasn't not fully developed. I got to work on it. But please tell me what, what, I need the back, I need the origin story, the backstory, the front story. What, what, what does this mean? You know, I was just going about my life one day <laughs> and <laughs> it was just like a regular day. And I don't even know how this started, but I know I came across the post. I'm like, you know what? Energy doesn't describe what I'm feeling right now. It has to be bigger than that. So I guess for me, like, it's just, there's so much negative in the world that I guess we already kind of talked about a little bit before. But, like, it's just sometimes you come across these themes that are, like, just wonderful and, like, excellent things, feats that people have achieved or things that they've said or they've, they've done or things that are just very apt or things that are just brilliant. You know, whenever I see something that's just great, I'm going to say, like, I'm just like, okay, that's the right energy, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's just a way for me to describe things that I'm like, okay, that's the right energy. You know, if you're, if for the sisters that were designing some new um, affordable ventilators, the Muslim sisters, I think it was in Afghanistan or Pakistan, who are like, I think robotics engineers that came up with this like affordable ventilators. That. That yes. I'm like, yes, sisters, that's the right energy, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> That's just where it comes yeah. from. It's like when people do something phenomenal, in spite of these times, it's energy. Like when Ooh. somebody combats negativity with kindness, it's energy. You know, when people I know or love and love make great moves or do amazing things in their lives, like that's the right energy. Yes. You know? so, <laughs> it's just and when people come together to stand for justice too mm -hmm. or combat some societal ill and, you know, that's like big energy right there. So, I guess energy, energy is spelled with a capital H, apostrophe, yes, apostrophe, always followed by So yeah, it's just like, it's just the second thing about that is it's a way for me to embrace my Yorubaness, <laughs> so to speak, right? Love it. So it's like, you know, <laughs> If you, I mean, I'm sure you've seen a few times where I post funny stories about the times that my H factor jumped out. <laughs> like growing up, y'all, like I didn't even, I feel like I didn't know how to pronounce the the like I didn't know how to pronounce the sound until I got here. <laughs> and, oh, God. and I didn't even the, the the most hilarious part was that I didn't even realize that I didn't <laughs> until a friend of mine who's also Nigerian was like, "What?" And then she would call me out on it and then say, "No, okay. no, you're not saying it right." So that's how I started to figure it out. But sometimes it still jumps out. You know? It's necessary. So I'll, it's necessary. Right. So now I just laugh about it. And this is another way for me to just make fun of that. It's like, it's a way for me to just embrace that and own it. And just, you know, sometimes joke about my age factor that jumps out. So, you know, 
what's better than energy? Energy. Feed your energy. energy. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. I'm on the board. And, yeah. Like honestly, I well, the first thing I thought yeah, I was really. like, which one is which one is energy? I was like, it's like this isn't well, everything she does is intentional. So I, I was like, let me, what is this? Like, let me. But no, when you and now that you describe it, um, there, the, I mean, there's just been incredible displays of it. Um, yeah, it was like, well, just so much, you know, again, like with all the negativity, you have to find the, the things that are like great and things are the right energy and just kind of like highlight those a bit more. So I guess it's like what I try to do with that most of the time. I mean, sometimes I post petty things too, like but I think things that I think are the right <laughs> energy. Like if, if somebody says something and then somebody goes, you know, goes in on them and you know, just set them right. That's, it's the that's right. just both of us. You started it, they finished it. But it's just mostly about, you know, sharing and spreading the right energy in, the yeah. world. in this world that is just so filled with yeah. I love it. It's, it's, and you know, that's what the, the capital H is. So you know that it's like, you have to see You it. have to see it with, you have with, to see. Like, with just like say it. You gotta yeah. feel it when you say. Then it works, but you have to put that H in front of yeah. it. Yeah, you know, different. It's a whole different, you know, delineation. That's that's. Yeah. It's a different. And I love it because, yeah. like you, like you, you know, there are so many displays of it, and there are so many ways that um, that it can really manifest in and all in all people in all forms. Um, and and then you see some people do the wrong thing and do things that are, you know, like you said, they start something and someone finishes it. And that even is good energy because honestly, yeah. you know, people where they are, because sometimes people, um, you know, there's people who, you know, ignorance is sometimes people don't know. And then some people are willfully ignorant. Right. And so, you know, part of doing good exactly. is calling people to good, exactly. but in a way that is also good yeah. because it's very easy to be petty right. and, you know, try to make someone feel yeah. less. When I said petty, it's just like being that, like, just that putting people who are willfully ignorant in their place in the right way yeah. like with the right energy yeah. so you know it's like sometimes when you read that you're like oh my god right you have to do them like yeah. that but that's what they needed to do with the right energy that's what they should have done because this person lives in 2020 <laughs> and they still know that I, I mean if somebody lives in 2020 right now and they still don't know why racism is an issue mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody should be going in. They need the reset button. They still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if they still don't know why gender inequality and gender bias is problematic, mm-hmm. someone should be going in on them. There's Google. There's, All of this stuff is out there. You there's know? Google. There's so, lived yeah, experience. So there are people who live yeah. these things. You can't invalidate other people's experiences just because you haven't experienced them, right? Like, And if you don't experience them, then fine. Don't speak about it. Because the moment you now step into a realm and start talking about stuff that you have an experience, you have no idea about, and you are doing it in a derogatory manner, uh, people gonna come for you, and they and they gonna have a backing because you're you're not you're now stepping into something. You just step you stepped in it, and that's that's on you. Because you did that to yourself. So this just started the. It's my kind of henna. Exactly. I love it. I love that word. And um, now I I texted it um a couple of times to you, and now my phone recognizes yeah. it as a word. Like my, oh, really? I, I oh my type it the other day, and I was like, I was like, no, you made it when your phone auto puts it in there. Like you mean this, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I, that's what I meant. With the 
right. everything, Whatever. sis. Is it's wild, and I've only probably typed it like two or three times, but my phone recognizes it because it's like you you say this word um, only for certain instances, and that might just be that you know our phones know more about us than you know we do because yeah. So I I really appreciate you um, taking the time to talk with me because I yeah it's it, this is incredible. Um, I we will keep looking for a positive energy. Energy, am I? Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, one of these days, I'm gonna just throw it out there, and y'all gonna be like, "What?" Um, but you know, to uplift <laughs> each other, um, to put out positive vibes into the universe, and you know, practice, you know, um, self care and taking care of ourselves in this time because it is hard out here, right? It's hard. It's a and you know, and don't invalidate other people by saying, "Oh, well, some people have it harder." Yes, but that does not mean that it's not also so hard. You know, it's so hard for them, yeah. right? Right. It's not a competition. I'll be of should be all yeah. struggling. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I think it doesn't matter the little stuff you're going through, and you know, it's just yeah. Let's just help one another the best ways that we. Yeah, can. be be a decent person. Just be a good. Don't be out here. Don't just be a good person. Just be a good person. Um, and just put put good things out there. Um. But thank you so much for for chatting with me and um, you know kind of doing a deep dive into our to our lives and talking about the things that really just resonate with us the most. Um, yeah. But I I really appreciate you. I love you for the sake of Allah. I, like I said, you are one of my favorite people. I love you too, sis, for you the sake one, of Allah. <laughs> you are one of my favorite people, and I think you're hilarious. And you can take that to the bank. I don't know if you can take it to the bank yet. Maybe I will. <laughs> just I mean, don't. Give it, no, that, give it a couple of days. Give it a couple of days. But no, write that book. I'll, I'll read it. Even if it's just, you know, like an article. But I think that um, it's, it behooves all of us to tell our story um, in a way because our experiences are different, even though we do have some commonalities. But um, just taking the time to hear someone else's story um, could change your perspective and give you a new one. Even if you don't agree now with, you know, whatever their, per- like what their perspective is, you at least have that like added benefit of, knowing a little more where someone comes from and why they are. Yeah. So um, I think it's important to take time to have these conversations in our life because, um, you know, if, if anything, we, 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 we're reminded of this constantly, right? Like any, anyone who is a believer knows that death is a constant reminder that we will all taste death, right? Um, and so while we're here, it behooves us to do the best that we can and to um, connect with people who, who make us better people, right? Who, um, who, challenge us to be a, the best versions of ourselves and um and I just I pray for the best for for you in in this life and the year after I pray for you to have all the things girl, all the things um uh-huh. I, I ask the same for you I mean, and more I mean I ask the same for you and more may Allah make you easy mm-hmm. and bless you abundant abundantly I, mean, I, I love you for the sake of Allah I love you too. And thanks for always gassing me up like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm a supporter. I'm a supporter. Um, but yeah, thank you for um, for sitting with me. But you have a great rest of your of your evening. You as well. Thank you so much, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Muslims on the Move, an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of APC. Let us know what you think about this episode. 
share this episode with a friend so they can also benefit. Follow us on Instagram at Advanced Platform and subscribe to our mailing list by visiting APC's website at apc.ncnmo.org. Thanks for listening. Salam alaikum.